Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Glee. Aggressive. Is excited to partner with Nettles and Paint. Looking for a unique gift or piece to add to your home? Nettles and Paint specializes in handmade home decor and divination tools. From posters to custom pieces, Nettles and Paint has everything for everyday spooky babes. They're also the exclusive home of the popular indie tarot deck, the RJC Tarot, featuring original digital collage in honor of the artist's college best friend. And now, Nettles and Paint is offering Glee Aggressive fans a special 10% off your first order with the code GLEEK. Visit nettlesandpaint.store to start shopping with code GLEEK. It's a Dapper Devil production, see? All right, hello everyone and welcome to another episode of <laughs> Glee. Glee Aggressive. Aggressive. My name is Karina Stokes. My name is Ian Brodsky. I tried to figure out if there was a fun adjective I could put in front of this one, but I didn't think of one in time. I mean, so you could have done sexy, but we had a sexy one this... because the episode was called sexy then, and, and now it's just implied. This is not a sexy episode. This is the episode with the biggest amount of theater kid energy I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, you're not And we're going to talk about it. Okay. We're going to talk about it. Um <sighs> But, boy, it was just seeping out of my TV as I watched. I was just like, oh, God, it's all over me. The TV's leaking. Yes, it's leaking theater kid energy. No one asked for this, but here we are. All right, well, I guess with that <laughs> we are of course talking beginning. About, we are, of course, yeah. talking about Season 3, Episode 5, entitled The First Time. Yes, and this episode originally aired... Uh, November 8th, 2011. Yes, any um, episode called The First Time is obviously troubling. Um, Yes, you you kind of know what you're in for to an extent. But I guess we need to discuss what we are in for. Yes, Um, we start off with this recap. It is mostly Mm -hmm. about West Side Story, The Thing is Happening, and also Mike Chang Sr. has You don't forget about Don't forget about him. Put a pin in that guy. Um, And then (laughs) we cut to the hallway... With was Artie's wheelchair lighting up? Yeah, he has like roller skate, like light up roller skate wheels on his wheelchair. I thought so. Just the um, front but, two wheels. I don't think the big wheels do. But yeah, he's got right. he's a he's a cool hip kid with a cool hip wheelchair. Exactly, I would say the exact same thing. Um, <laughs> but we spun the wheel, and Artie's a dick today. He he's a dick, but he's a confusing dick. I would say yes. he makes a weird Chaz Bono joke. Um, yeah, which you're. In the year of our Lord 2011, I didn't expect, and I certainly don't expect it in the year 2020, but fine. And he basically says, like, I love being a director because I love bossing people around. Right. I mean directing. I was going to say, is this why people become directors? Is this why they study directing? Because they're, like, a little bit... That's why some do. A little bit too bossy for acting. A wee bit. Because they want to be in charge of things. Um, Right. And that's just Artie. And so he's having opinions on his whole process fine whatever and then like and then like we see him having input on the costumes and like they're all these shitty costumes but also like yeah. isn't emma costume designer isn't yeah, but it, it doesn't... her dream 
to design costumes for the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, but this isn't the Rocky Horror Picture Show, and I think she's just co-director. I don't... I, it's not clear what anyone's role is. It doesn't really matter, too. It's like, just visual jokes, because the dresses are ugly, and Artie yeah. is like, yes, we'll do the ugly dress, because I'm in charge. And Emma Fine. is only truly here just to look concerned. Um, Emma does next to nothing in this whole episode. I forgot she was true. in it. So does Will, though, and, like, that's... That's good. You know, I will say, uh, so I just finished watching this episode, and uh, because we were, our time of our day, we watched it over dinner, so Zach was there with me, Aww. and he said, you know, this episode didn't, ha- it was good, because it didn't have any Schuster in it, I'm like, exactly. <laughs> it also doesn't have any Sue in it, which, once again, oh. proves my, like, it's, episodes without Sue tend to be a little more cohesive. Or Mercedes wasn't in it either. No, not at all. Because um, she wouldn't be in the musical, that makes sense, yeah. But what we do have, unfortunately, I mean, not unfortunately, but what we have to sit through now is Leah Michelle singing tonight from West Side Story. Okay, let's start here. Artie <laughs> says in his voiceover, the musical is just days away. Days. Yes. That yes. means it's less than a week away, right? Mm-hmm. And we cut to Blaine and Rachel singing with days away. Let's all yes. remember this. They're singing with scripts in hand. Yeah. Just like... At a piano. Like, this is not what I believe musical rehearsals look like when you are days away. No, no. They would be in full tech and or dress rehearsals. The only thing I could imagine this would be is if they're like, okay, let's get the script out. Let's review the music. We have to work on a couple things. But that wouldn't happen in this universe because Leah Michelle and Darren Chris are perfect. And also, yeah, the fact that you're telling me Rachel Berry needs sheet music to sing tonight. No. No absolutely not but yeah i was i was i was appalled i was like this is there's no way this musical's days away look at them no they're in their street clothes they're not off book um so like it's not poorly done it's not bad but it's also not west side story it's not what you hire a maria and a tony to sing like Um, no well presumably they're not even really rehearsing considering they're just doing it for fun with their scripts in their hand right that (sighs) too but also like this clearly was for the itunes of it all yeah um Good for you. And the key was just lower, which, like, I know this is, like, the, um, this is my theater kid energy. Is like, well, the, the key is yes. lower. Is it because Leah Michelle's not a legit soprano? Uh, maybe. Maybe? I don't I know. I didn't know she would be considered a soprano. I, I could not tell you that. I mean, I've... Gun to my head. In this, we get it a little bit, but, like, mm-hmm. Leah Michelle's always been a mezzo belter. Like, you yeah. see it everywhere. I mean, you see her belting some high, high notes, but, like, I don't know. And so then, like, Artie's not, Artie doesn't stop them, but at the end of the song, he's like, okay, well, this song is about sexual awakening, and I wrote, LOL, okay, spring awakening. Um, and this, the, the spring awakening was all over this whole episode. It truly was, like, from top to toe. You, tip to top, there was spring <laughs> awakening everywhere. Um, is this song about sexual awakening? I guess. I mean, this this song specific. I mean, there's a passion behind it. Paul Regano, yeah. right in that. We know this yeah. is your bread and butter. Um, but like the characters, like what what Leah, Michelle, and Darren, Chris, what Rachel and Blaine are lacking yeah. is passion. And then he yeah. asks, "Have I have either of you ever had dot dot dot?" We know it, presumably it's sex. Yeah. And that's when the two teachers the two of the three adults in the room just leave they were like i'm not here for this conversation bye and it's not till like the next time it comes up when beast is like this is inappropriate 
because it is. Yeah, being like, hi, I'm a high school student who's also a director for some reason. I right. think you high school students uh, also need to just bone down. Not Literally. with each other. At least he was like, you don't... I was like, only saving grace. He's like, you need to have sex not with each other. You so, just, just do it. Yes. Get We're days away. Get, get cracking. Yeah, you have a couple days to lose your virginity and get off book. No pressure. <laughs> and like... Why is the guidance counselor leaving? This is like perfect territory for a guidance counselor to swoop in and be like, "No, nope, we don't nope, do nope, this nope. here. We don't do this here. This is not the appropriate forum for this." And Artie, that is well within your purview of you are out of bounds as a director of a high school musical to be telling anyone what they're doing with their bodies. Thank and you. as a director in general, because yes. this kind this kind of like capital A art, like that's just really bullying with. A, a rebranding is just so disgusting to me. Yep. It's it's just so not what directing or acting is about. Like, the, uh, yeah, I it, it just all ick to me. Yeah, no. It's a, it's a bad thing for Artie to do, and somehow that's not the worst thing that Artie is going to do yeah. this episode. So yeah. buckle up, folks. Buckle up. We got uh, the hallway. Yep. <clears throat> um... Who are you voting for, Finn? Your girlfriend or your brother? Right, he's stuck between two worlds. Um, yeah. Then Rachel gives him a very passionate kiss in the hallway, and unfortunately, my reaction was, "Ew, gross." So, <laughs> so sorry. Like Thirteen. Sorry, I was like, "Oh, yuck!" I don't actually want to see them doing that. No. But like, and on top of this, Rachel is back on top. She sold yep. out three shows in the April Roads Auditorium. I do love when they like mention that. That's great. Um. And she's tied for first place in the polls of this race, and she's dating Finn. I hope my radiance isn't too much for you. Okay. (laughs) I will say, with the addition of, like, the writer's room in season three, there is a more gentle care of, like, little continuity bits, right? Yeah. Like, there's clearly more attention to detail when you have more than three writers, such as remembering to mention that it's the April Rhodes Auditorium. Right. We didn't need to. that's a little fun one. But it's a nice little fun fact. All right. Yeah. And this is where we learn Ohio State is looking for a QB. Apparently, yep. that's what Finn wants now. Not out of nowhere, because it tracks for him, but like... No, it tracks. But an episode ago, he was like, maybe I'll just run the tire shop. Right. Well, now he's just... He's doing truly the high school senior thing, which is trying mm. to figure out all his options. Like, he might not have been considering it, but then if, like, Beast was like, oh, by the way, a recruiter's coming look, to look at you, he'd be like, that's a great... Right. It's a great opportunity for me to go to football school. Now I'm thinking of just because I was listening back to uh, our episode one with Annette, where it's like, he's 30 years old. He has to make some decisions. And if being a new football man at Ohio State is going to do it, then good for him. A football man? I don't know. I, yeah, whatever kind he wants to be. I don't know. Just because he's um, a QB in high school doesn't mean that that's what he, the only thing he can do. I don't right. know. Can you switch careers into what football man you are? I don't know. Um,. Football men right in. Um, yeah, all the people who played football listening to this show. Yeah, uh, um, Ohio State has a really good marching band, so maybe yeah, you should do. consider that. No, he would be terrible. I was going to say band. with what instrument? Um, and like, even if he was so skilled at playing the trumpet, there is no way Finn could do marching band. No, because he, he, he has zero rhythm. The, yeah, he has no rhythm, and he would not be able to get the choreography down. He so had to do mind. several episodes of Booty Camp just for to prove that. Disgusting. I wish we hadn't had to say that. I again. know. I'm sorry. I know. Um, and so it's really happening. Our dreams are coming true. We're growing up. 
Right. Um, and yeah, he was like, you're not mad that I might want to become a football man and not go to New York. And Rachel's like, no, I'm just happy for you to be happy. Also, we have the place to ourselves later. Why don't yes. you come over? Right. Foreshadowing. Right. Yeah. Check check out Zenti's parents' house. <laughs> I fucking love that. Um, by the way, mm-hmm. I was telling I don't know if I already told you this, but I was telling two genders jokes. Not telling, but I was like saying yes. two genders jokes in rehearsals and it made everybody crack up. And because I even quoted you when I was like, I'll stop saying them when it stops being funny. Exactly. They are the perfect form of comedy. <laughs> exactly. Glee take note. Glee for the reboot. Oh god, I just manifested no, that. I'm no, so sorry. You I'm so sorry. I'm gonna cut this. I'm gonna cut this. It's um, already out there in the world. <laughs> so we cut to Clane. Yeah. Wherever they are. Probably in the hallway. Someone's bedroom. They're in one right, of their Right, 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 right. They're, they're in, in a boy's bedroom. bedroom. Yes, because Darren Chris is just bopping around this room, just like Truly, like, uh, the director said, just he, go dance. He's dancing, he's doing the thing that people only do in television shows, which is when they put on music and just, like, yeah. dance around the room when no one else is, and being like, I love the 70s, man, it just makes you feel like that was a time to rock, and you're like, okay. <laughs> yep. Okay, you're a child. Yeah. Uh, I do like this scene, though. No, Hurts, yeah. Like, are we boring sexually? And I'm like, wow. Well. Right in. <laughs> Yeah, no warning. Um, and, like, we uh, interesting, like, Darren Chris just sort of bopping around, like, dancing, yeah. defending masturbation. Right, just talking like, about jerking like, it. Oh, yeah, we all get these urges that you're talking about, Kurt. That's why God invented masturbation. Like, what? You have to, like, think about it, though. Like, this is a scene thinking about it, like, in 2011, giving two young characters a gay sex plot line. Oh, probably was, like on fox no less on like, fox yeah yeah that's big so good scene and it does have a very good joke in it which is uh blaine says plus like ripping off your clothes is kind of a tall order and kurt goes because of the layers and he's like because of, because the, of layers. the layers and that made me actually laugh that was really good <laughs> that was very um, so yeah two boys discussing their sex relationship fine yeah i know we'll say very this, I think, is an episode where they go. Ryan Murphy kind of gets it right mm-hmm. because we do talk about all of the things that go into this kind of thing. And yeah. even, like, from the scene, like, he, uh, he says, we have urges, but whatever we do, I want you to be comfortable so I can be comfortable. Yes. Like that, great. We love great. that. Love that. Um, cut to Beast building what I assume is another scaffold for this play that's yes. days away. Loves welding. Says it Loves himself. welding. Yes, man, I love to weld. Um, and Artie's like, Beast, why did you run out of rehearsal? Yeah, which, like, Artie, not your business. Um, not your business. Everything Artie's about to do sucks. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't even know. I don't even know how we got here. Like, there are so many notes I have where it wasn't even all my thoughts. I just kept on getting sidetracked by what yeah. was happening. And this was definitely one of them where it's like, Beast is like, this conversation is inappropriate. And I'm Correct. like, why didn't you say that a minute ago? He, she said, he already comes in and is like, why did you run away when we started talking about SEX? And Beast is like, inappropriate. And Artie yeah. barrels on, like, <laughs> to be like, okay, let's talk about, does that mean you're a virgin teacher at my school who I should right. not be asking this question to? Don't my do this, coach, kids. My direct coach, yeah. Don't do this, kids. 
Don't uh, ask your teacher about their marital status, about their virginity status. Not as something you should be talking about. And certainly, no. Artie, you're no sexpert here. Like, this is not a, this is not your place. It's it's so wildly I uncomfortable. Mean, it's so wildly uncomfortable. It is, but at the same time, he is one of the most sexually experienced people in this series. Um, he's like because he dated Britney, so he's had sex right. with Britney. Britney. Yeah. So we know that's the only thing we know for sure. Mostly it's just not his place. Right. Not his place. Absolutely. No, no, no. And yeah. we this is where we learn that Beast is in love with a man who is the recruiter for the uh, Ohio State football yep. team. Who's coming to look at Finn. Who's coming to look at Finn, whose name is Cooter Mankins. Yeah. They that really is, put everything into that one, huh? They they must have been they must have been so proud when they came up with that name. Yeah, they were like, "We did it, guys! We did go it. home for the day. We've done you it." Re- you took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> um, and then we're back at Dalton. We got Uptown yeah. Girl. Blaine returns to Dalton for fun, I guess, as a treat, uh, so he could watch um, <laughs> CW's The Flash sing Uptown Girl. But also, okay, yes. And I literally wrote, enter the Flash. Yep. And my first note here is, I don't, then this is autocorrect, I don't care for Boily Gel. I know you don't. <laughs> I I have Billy Joao. <laughs> Joel. Billy Joao um, <laughs> is what mine autocorrected to. I guess Joel's wow. not a name in this universe. iOS does not like Billy Joel either. I can't believe that the Flash doesn't even sing lead, and he's spending all this yeah. time trying to impress Blaine. But like, he's oh. not even singing lead on. on... No, but to be, I feel like he's more like just ogling. Is it ogling or ogling? Just ogling, star- and he is ogling, ogling at at Darren Chris. Yeah. Um. Okay. Another question here. They're yes. all singing Uptown Girl. Yeah. It sounds fine. Yeah. Um. Who is the one French girl in this so, Dalton universe? It's not a French girl. I assume it's a French teacher. Uh, right, I mean, like she has a French textbook, so it's like a girl learning French. Really, all it or teaching French? teaching French. She's holding a book that says "Learning French," presumably because it's the textbook for the French class where you give the students. She's clearly supposed to be a teacher, I, and it right, does but... read porn setup. Yes, it does, but this it's whole and, thing and... looks like a weird, very a musical theater kid porn setup. Oh God, gag me with a fork. And, if you but took why a are they kid, singing it to the teacher? Why, other than the Glee porn parody, which we already covered in a bonus it's episode the a year only ago? A woman walks by, and that's the song is about a girl, and there's there's no girls at Dalton, so they have to sing <laughs> it to like, some female. They're good enough. Um, is Uptown Girl Billy Joel's sexiest song? Uh, Ian, I know you have thoughts on this. I I don't I feel like as much Billy Joel as I've been inundated with my entire fucking life yeah because i am a suburban new yorker jewish boy yeah i don't know if i could name his sexiest song i think always a woman is up there because it's actually very good but i also thought that was john denver for a while billy joel's sexiest song okay oh no you're googling it aren't you yeah and i'm googling it under the glee aggressive browser so it doesn't show up in my <laughs> results um I just spilled water out <laughs> here is uh an article that says dirty songs you didn't know were dirty comma Billy Joel and the two on here are Piano Man oh right 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 uh which (laughs) the dirty lyrics there's an old man sitting next to me making love to his tonic and gin why they're dirty 
The old man is having sex with a drink. Uh, I don't think you understand. (laughs) Hey, Alyssa, I don't think you understand. Okay. Um. Also, I did recently see something about how, like, how these lyrics could translate to Billy Joel is in a gay bar. Yes, I also have, and I support it. They should have sung that instead. Uh, but oh, yeah. it would have been the third time they've done Piano Man, I think, so. Oh, my God, yeah. Um, also, Uptown Girl is on this list, uh, with the dirty lyric being, I'm gonna try for an Uptown Girl. She's been living in her white bread world as long as anyone with hot butt can, and now she's okay. looking for a downtown man. And why they are dirty is apparently an Uptown Girl is looking for a downtown man. This so. Like, are the Mormons running this website? Uh, if you Google Billy Joel's sexiest song, the first one that shows up is Big Shot. So, sure, okay. But Uptown Girl is in top four, so maybe right. is the answer. Thank you for this <laughs> Billy Joel sexy song break. Wow, <laughs> sexy song corner. Um, also, Blaine already knows the choreography. It's because it's sure. the same choreography they always do. I mean, yeah, that's fair. Like that's that could right. just totally be shade on the Warblers. It's fascinating to me that, I mean, and of course I know, like, this is a function, this is a device, but, like, half the dudes were not in the last season, and they're like, man, we've been missing you, Blaine, you coming back to Dalton, what's going on? They assume that you will look at a field of basically white boys and blazers and assume you've seen them them all before. I mean, they're not wrong, wrong. That one blonde guy was still there. Yes, I did recognize the one blonde guy, good for him. And so he's there because he bought tickets for the Warbler so that they could see him in West Side Story. Fine. Again, a, a school that's like 90 minutes away we've established. They're taking a little road trip to see a subpar high school performance of West Side Story where the main actors aren't even off book. Exactly. You know, Friday um, Night Plans. I will say this next scene, though, Glee did something here. I'm okay, going to give go Glee on, go on. full credit. So we cut to... The CW's The Flash, um, <laughs> whose character's name is Sebastian Smythe, with a Y. Yes. Gross. Like, just talking to Blaine, being like, oh, I I always heard you were, like, he describes him as sex on the sex stick. Sex on a stick. Which I think and is And sings gross. like a dream. Oh, yeah. yeah sex on a stick is Sings horrifying. like a dream. Um, says, Blaine is like, oh, yeah, you're a freshman. And his only response is, do I look like a freshman? Which did not answer the question for me at all. Right. Um, but then, yeah. CW's The Flash starts, like, clearly putting on the moves, right? Yes. Brazenly. what Glee does is they smash cut to Santana as Anita singing A Boy Like That. Yes. And they intercut Sebastian Smith, CW's The Flash, brazenly flirting with Blaine and, like, putting moves on him with Santana singing A Boy Like That as Anita to Rachel. And I think, I was like, Glee, you did something because you're like, oh, he's a boy like that. He's a boy like that. We shouldn't trust him because Santana says that he's a boy. Forget that boy and find another one of your own kind. Yes. And I was like, they did, Glee was like, Glee was like, we did something here. And Glee, you absolutely did. Who wrote this one? Not Ryan Murphy. It's some guy. I thought so. No, 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 no. Um, It is a man named Roberto... Aguirre Sacasa. I am so sorry, Roberto. I did not pronounce your last name right. But great writing. He uh, is best known for his work on Marvel Comics and for work writing on Glee and Riverdale. So Go fucking figure. Of course, everyone writes on Riverdale. Yeah. So 
That was great. Yeah, that was um, 10 out of 10. And Santana like, as Anita is, of course, perfect. Oh, absolutely. Like, I was talking to my roommate today about, like, imagine the world if Naya Rivera hadn't passed away so early. Yeah. And I mean, like, it could have happened while she was alive. But, like, imagine, like, the West Side Story revival we could have got or, like, any production with her as Anita in yeah. real life. I think that would have been pretty epic. Um, also, a small detail that I'm going to uh, be annoyed about is there's, like, a close-up of Rachel in her Maria costume, and she's got, like, deep navy blue nails. Like, her nails are perfectly manicured, but they're clearly navy blue, which I just think is a bad choice for Maria nails. While we're on that, did you also notice that as Maria, she doesn't have bangs, and in the rest <laughs> of the episode, she has bangs? They just, like, curtain them out? They Do they do a... I, it doesn't look like it. Like, I don't think... I mean, like, I, I don't know... I just, I'm, not, like, I'm not super up to how bangs work and everything, no. but, like, it it did not look like that was just extensions. a hair... Especially because, like, when they get to the opening night stuff, right. she's full, in full power bang mode. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I grew up in a world where realizing that TV hair is so absolutely fake that I can forgive yeah. anything now. Sure. Because I'm like, man, why am I not good at that? hair like all these cool tv characters they wear their hairs so many good ways and i'm like oh it's professional <laughs> yeah they have oh, a department it's oh it's yeah. pretend okay okay so uh cw's the flash has to go he has lacrosse practice which is just of course of course he does um, and like but let's meet again i could use some more insights for you from uh warbler yeah. to warbler uh-oh yeah gross Cut to the locker room with Puck and Finn. Um, yes. The whole, okay, this whole energy was like, Finn, stop acting like you're a virgin because we know you're not. He's not, but I can be like, I can see him being like this. Because, yeah, the first time. So this is the time that matters. Because the first time was like slapdash with Santana right. out of like rage, basically. And this time he means it. And also it means that he's concerned enough to have the foresight to buy condoms. Right. Which I guess implies that he did not the last time. He did not, which is terrifying. But maybe yep. did Santana have him? I don't know. Um, Who's to say? It, but also, it wasn't well thought out last time. And we also like, and Puck is like, I've never used condoms, and it's like, oh yeah, he has mentioned that, hasn't he? Yeah, and he, you know, it's he points still, out it's worked out for him ninety nine percent of the time, <laughs> which like gross, but yeah, okay. Um, and so enter enter Cooter Mankins, the man. Yep the myth the cooter Ugh, and no i'm sorry i'm not but i am um and so like this guy also clearly likes beast and yes i will say this is the only plot i care about in this episode i actually like yeah. this episode but like the beast like cooter plotline i i thought that was awesome i really like yes. that one um also do recruiters announce when they'll be there yeah i think you know when a recruiter is going to be at a game okay Okay. I don't because, think it's like I don't think it's like undercover boss where they show up. Right, but like, um, do they sit down with the boys and go like, "I'm not looking for boys who can play football. I'm looking for men." Ian, you are asking the absolute wrong room about what happens <laughs> when a football recruiter comes to town. <laughs> okay, you are asking the wrong survey of people. Okay, what is the Venn diagram crossover of football recruiters and listeners of our show? Please write in. If you, the the one of you or half of you perhaps half that of exists. You, the listener that is like cousins with a football recruiter. Please tell us what happens when a football rec- or someone I guess who was a fan of the show Friday Night Lights. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. A show yeah, I did not watch. Maybe I'll start watching that one. Um, 
Well, if you do, let me know what football is. I will. I'll try my best if I can learn. <laughs> um, we cut to Clayne in the hallway. Um, oh my god, the theater kid energy in this too. Is oh this my what it's god. like, Ian, when two actors date that they just start conversations with? Do you think we're too sheltered as artists? It depends on the two actors because I don't. I mean, I'm not going to say I was never like that, but my conversations. I was going to say Ian. Shut up. <laughs> You're right. Um, my conversations were never like this. Like I definitely, like there, we definitely went to college with like capital A artists. artists. Yeah. That definitely like I remember going to a theater prom where people were like, yeah, a lot of theater nowadays has like drug use in it. So like I took some MDMA tonight, so I'd know what that's like. And I'm like, okay, okay. And they're like, okay, I feel like cool. you're judging me, and I'm like, no, that's the drugs. That's it's the drugs is doing that. Yeah. I mean, the fact that we had to talk, say the sentence theater prom already says enough about the kind of culture we became friends in. But... I know. But like, but like, yeah, I, I have, I've never had this conversation, but I've absolutely heard it. And I know it absolutely exists. Oh God. Why are we actors so obnoxious sometimes? A lot you know, of the times. It's part of the craft, I assume. Yes. Um, but, Come to the territory. But Kurt has a bucket list, we find out. Um, one of them is to become the CEO of Logo. You know, yep. that's cool. And one of them is to have ta- relations with Taylor Lautner before he gets fat. Man, Taylor Lautner, like, stopped acting, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think on purpose. And it's a shame. And he's, you know, several years later, still not fat. So, good for him. Joke's on you, Ryan Murphy. Yeah, right? <laughs> Someone is bitter about <laughs> right. being rejected by Taylor Lautner. Oh my god, um, and but like, shouldn't we adventure? Shouldn't we be adventurous now while we're still young? Sure. Um, I mean, they're children, but fine. I know yeah, they're not. literally high school children. I mean, like, not that this doesn't happen in high schools, but whatever. Right. Um, then we get Artie approaching Cooter. I'm so mad that I keep on having to say that as a serious name. And this also sucks because imagine you are. A man with a job, and your job is to go to high schools and to look at football boys. And suddenly, <laughs> that is Karina. That is the most wild way to put that. You are a man with a job. Your yeah. job is to go to high schools and look at football boys. Okay, I'm just trying to put you in the right headspace about what it would be like for him. And then suddenly, be approached by a, a boy, a, a boy who's clearly not looking to become a football man, and be like, "Hi." I'm a random high school boy, and I think you should have sex with the football coach here. You don't know me, but I'm here to meddle with your relationship. Also, he starts it off with, can you see me in my office? And I'm like, okay, all right. And and apparently Cooter's never seen a school auditorium before, because he's like, what's this, a movie theater? Right. And I'm like, like, what do you mean? But you're a professional man there to do your professional job, and a child comes up to you and starts meddling with a relationship that's right. not even real yet. Unbelievable. Like, unhinged. Unhinged <laughs> in a world unhinged. in which a child would come up and be like, you need to do a better job of asking out this woman. But I will say, uh, in in this in this case, in this one case, chaotic good. I mean, of course it works. It's glee. It's, it's just... Gl- if, if you take it out of context, it's so fucking weird. It is, it is so fucking weird. Um, but, like, Artie tells him, you have to ask her out again, you, because we get this whole thing, like, I keep on telling her I'm interested, but, like, she doesn't seem yeah. interested. Um, we get all these cutaways of, like, I don't know, I, like, 
I did this. Well, uh, you're going to want to do that. Like, I, mm-hmm. I forget what the situation. But he yeah. was like, but then Artie says, you got to ask her out again, but this time make it really obvious. Okay. Sure. Cut to Sebastian and Blaine in the coffee shop. God, I hate that guy. God, I hate that guy. Thank you. He's just, like, not, like, fun to be around. No, and, like, I this know guy he's sucks. supposed to be a foil to current, like, cool and worldly, and he's been to Paris or whatever. But he just is unpleasant to hear him talk. The he's second this motherfucker said, when I lived in Paris, I drank this like it was mother's milk. I guess because he asked for, like, I don't know what crevassier is, but I Me guess either. it's like a liqueur yeah. or something. But I, I think so, and I could probably find out. I literally... But I don't know how to spell it. My, my note in response to that was just, fuck you. Yeah. And he, like, still just brazenly putting the moves on him, like, the, uh, your whole bashful schoolboy thing, super hot. Ugh. And then enter Kurt as Blaine is just earnestly saying i don't want to mess things up with my boyfriend right and like i can you got you get the idea that blaine like had not told kurt like had not been up front that he was like right that this meeting was sort of clandestine so that's why clerk kurt looks suspicious but um yeah cw the flash literally says like blaine's like i have a boyfriend he says it doesn't bother me if it doesn't bother you right which is just like making him into a full-on jerk like not even like flirting he's like no i'm here to ruin your relationship or at least i'm here to have sex with you no strings attached right because i am the sex god of this world whereas no one else apparently is barf yeah he's just a total asshole and so then the the solution we decide is that we're gonna shake things up let's get you fake ids and go to the one gay bar in town there is a gay bar in lima ohio i looked it up oh wow is it called scandals no it's not and it might have closed during the pandemic, but... Oh, too bad. Yes. Um, And then uh, Kurt is actually the one that says, let's do it, because we yeah. wanted to live it up and not be so boring, I guess. Blaine was willing to be, like, was looking to bow out of this, but Kurt is trying to be cool and probably live up to the coolness that, that Sebastian Smythe exudes. Ugh. Gross. I but, hate this guy's uh, name, we, too. Yeah, and we all know why this is happening. Fine, gross, bad. Yeah. Um, so LOL, we cut to Finn accidentally feeding Rachel meat with dinner. So this is another example of like a solid callback of, remember that, I mean, Rachel's veganism was fucked up in season two when she ate pepperoni pizza with him. Um, Oh, right. Yeah. But again, a callback to continuity. And it also made me laugh because she just ate a whole plate of meat for dinner and clearly the the train is going towards sex town, but uh, <laughs> Rachel's bowels are not going to allow her to do that. No. Because no. Ian, you've been a vegetarian for a long time. A if long you time. just suddenly ate a large plate of meat without thinking about it, it would not be a good time. Don't think it would go well. Do not and think it, it would go would well. And it certainly would lead to losing your virginity on a rug in front of a carpet. <laughs> in this the spring when, awakening position. Yeah. Zach was like, is the plot going to be that she just shits herself too hard to have sex? And I was like, no, it's not. Oh, this man. is Glee. I wish but it you're was. you're right. I wish it was. <laughs> oh, man. Um, oh, that would have been a better plot. Uh, yeah. And then they go and they spring awakening onto the carpet. That's and really that the only way you can describe it. Made me think, like, do you think this is the only way Leah Michelle knows how to kiss? <laughs> yes. I, I swear, like, she went capital A actor on her personal life and now that's really the only way she knows how to be intimate 
they're trying to direct and she's like i'm so sorry unless he spring awakens me down onto the ground i can't do anything i won't be in the moment right so she's prepared because every modern woman is prepared um yep. and finn in his moment of hesitation goes why now and right. Rachel is just like, like, what's going to feel Why more not? right than you and now? And like, we're not yeah, fighting, and like, everything's great. Fair. And Finn is like, well, do you want to? Do you want to wait a couple weeks? Like, I can get us a hotel. I've been saving right, up. Like, Cute. He's panicking. He's kind of panicking over her sudden change of heart. He's maybe right too because she does blurt out, "No, I need to get this done before opening night." Yikes. Which I'm sure is a real sentence another actor has said. So. Oh, it's gotta be. Um. And so are, so are you doing this so you can act better? No, it's because I love you and so I can act better. Theater kids. Theater kids. Um, enter Mike Chang Sr. in a new scene, yeah, not, oh, in, the, not yeah. in Spring Awakening. Yeah. Not, Mike Chang Sr. does not walk into this aborted teenage sex scene. Instead, oh Finn, Finn leaves because he's uncomfortable with the idea that Rachel's using sex to make her a better actress. Which, Understandable. Like, fair. Yes, instead, I just wrote, Mad Dad! Um, <laughs> yeah, that's it, that's it, Mike. Mad Mike Chang Sr. All we, you need to know here is Mike Chang Sr. is willing to literally disown his son over him being in a high school yeah. production of West Side Story, so... Yeah. Bit much. A bit much. Bit but much. Like, but, like, this is, like, the right level of, like, teen serial drama or serial comedy that, like, mm-hmm. you would want out of a glee, like... When Glee is, yes. like, cohesively put together, like, this is the kind of thing that would work. Um, yes. It's just that it is it is uh, preceded by an endless list of what-the-fuckery, so yes. it's, it just comes off as a bit much. And, yes, it is a bit much, but anywho. And, like, it's also wild here because he was like, I want to be a tennis player, but I wasn't good enough. When will you get it through your head? Which is like, no, like, it's not about your son different, being good enough. Different things. Different things. Um, because your son is good enough. Um, yes. And so now, and Mike Chang Jr. just goes, guess I don't have a dad anymore. Yeah, I guess. Guess. And, you know, be Billy Elliot, bro. Go for, you right. do you. All because of the dancing. All for the dancing. I just want to dance. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. So hearkening back to, like, my weirdo nondescript situations of cooter asking beast out we cut to beast um just bench pressing and uh cooter's like oh i'll spot you and beast is like no i look big and solo and he's like oh yeah and he's like oh well like maybe you can help me out next and she's like okay cool i'll leave it i'll leave it for you and then he's like i got you flowers and she's like, are you going to a graveyard? He's like, no, I got them for you. And she's like, I'm not sick. Yeah, and like it's the-, the amount of deflections that is what they turn out to be because yeah. then he does like outright say, no, I'm trying to go on a date with you. And she's like, why? Though? Yeah. And like this was, I, I actually, again, only plot line I care about because I thought yeah. this scene was really great in the way that he fl- he did the thing that Artie suggested from the mouths of yes. babes and was like, no, um, I'm not asking you out. And she's like, did someone put you up to this? Because we've yeah. seen in the past that, like, Beast is sensitive about this. Another point for continuity. Yeah. And he and he, he uh, she's like, well, you date pretty girls and I don't look like pretty girls. And he's like, 
well, that's good because I date women, beautiful mm-hmm. women. And I'm like, okay. 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 Sure. He And he, he just goes like, so take the flowers, go on. Which is like, she didn't say yeah. yes, which like you can like arguably say is like a problematic kind of thing, but. Not ideal, but. Not ideal. It, this was in the age of where it's like, like, let me coax you into this. But like, it, but I don't know. The consent is implied or something. That's I not it. I guess we don't have to right. think about it too much. Right, exactly. But then we have an emergency meeting because Rachel needs the help of her girls. Yes, about what to do re-sex with Finn. <laughs> yes, which is wild because both Quinn and Santana are there. Yes, but, you know, girls girls code. Girls, girls code. Girls house. Um, another point for continuity. The last time we did this was during our Madonna lesson. You were wildly unhelpful. Yes. Very good. Um, and I do, this was another place where I thought they got it right because you have Quinn saying, just wait. It's not just about like maybe getting pregnant. It's about like what you lose, um, losing something you can't get back, giving a piece of yourself to someone. Santana's advice is like, he's, he's bad at sex. He's bad at sex. So, so wait because of that. Um, it's like being, it's like being smothered by a sweaty sack of potatoes soaked in body spray. Um, yeah um and she's of course speaking from experience right and then i do love that tina is there but it's a bummer that mercedes is not there and i guess like there's probably still bad blood or anything but you know yeah and also it's just clear amber riley wasn't available this episode right truly truly um and really quick hard left turn into britney's essentially implying that she was assaulted yes yeah which was called it an alien invasion which i um my jaw dropped there because that was just so just like cash you know there was the time when we were like sexual assault jokes are funny right we're better than that now we're better than that now but well not always but we mm, we don't like it wild in retrospect yeah and then finally we get to tina a little bit of justice for tina to be the one that says I, my losing my virginity was a great experience because it was with someone I loved. Um, great little another juxtaposition. Yes, to, they, they really loved this mechanic during this yes. episode, and it worked because it's they intercut Tina telling the story of how her and Mike decided to have sex together for the first time, and it's intercut with "I have a love" from, from West Side, Side Story, which is the second part of A Boy Like That. Yes. Um, um, yeah, it, it worked just as well the second time. It lost some of the oomph it had with a boy like that over, um, Sebastian. But it was still right. a very good, like, a good move. Yeah, and you know what? Good for Mike and Tina. Yeah. And I like that they showed, like, a, a, teen, a, a teen series doing the thing where they're, like, not just, um, demonizing teens having sex is always, mm-hmm. always a win, so... Absolutely. We will go with that. Cut to the gay bar. Yep, there there we are. There we are at on Drag oh, Queen oh, Wednesday. Oh, my other note is watching Rachel and Santana, is there, which was my anger that there should be more set constructed by now. Yeah. Like, yeah. hello, they're, they're working with a bed frame. It doesn't even have a mattress in it. Hello, the musical is days away. It's Someone one needs th- to build a set. Yeah, it's one thing that you're still putting final pieces together during tech. It's another thing that your set has not been built. Yeah. How are they going to block around a bed frame in a, in a set chair? Right. They've got things they need to do. But again, it, it's fine. It's pretend. You, but I, you that was, think I was they're still ghost crew. 
you think their ghost crew would have been on it. Yeah, but no. But no. We're, we're at the we're gay at bar. The it's Drag Queen Wednesday with the... Like, this this bar is basically just, like, a gajillion, like, divey dudes that I guess are gay. Like Yeah, I guess maybe that's what a gay bar looks like in Ohio. It's, like, five drag queens and then a bunch of... And then it looks like a di- it looks like a Western dive bar. It yeah. does, which like sure, Ohio maybe, but I've never been to a gay bar in Ohio. For all I know, that's true. But my impression was this is really quiet inside really for quiet. a gay bar. Every yeah. gay bar I've been into, the sound has been pumped up to thirteen. Oh, absolutely. So it, it's it's a sensory overload experience. Yep. Um, maybe and, not in Ohio. We don't know. And then like just the two over the top dressed preppy dudes. That yes. are that are the Flash and Darren Chris dancing. Yeah. Um, Curry at least had the sense to put on a bolo tie to go out to. Oh yeah, a, a gay bar in Ohio, which I think is frankly the most, the best time to wear a bolo tie. So yeah, and then we get a Karofsky redemption arc. Maybe everything about this scene was very weird. Like, yeah, imagine being dragged to a gay bar by your boyfriend and then running into the guy who threatened to kill you. Yeah. Several months ago. Wild. Wild. A wild turn of events. But yeah, Karofsky is like, I just wanted to play football and not have anyone talk about my sexuality. Fine. Okay. And, and good, I mean, like, good for Karofsky is that, like, there is growth here. Um, yeah. And there is the respect of Kurt saying, like, I would never out you, like, yep. um... And here's to baby steps. And Karofsky is actually kind of happy. Um, okay. Yeah, and he's described as a bear cub. Because yes. He's a burly man, so and under, he's popular in that yeah, bar. And uh, also okay. under 18, I'm guessing. Um, no, he could be 18. If he's a senior, he uh, could be yeah, 18 you're right. now. You're right. Um, well, let's, let's hope he's 18 now. Let's go with that. Let's Yeah, let's put that out there. Um, but I didn't hate the scene, though. I didn't... I thought there was some sincerity to it that like yeah i thought it was a wild thing to include but if they did include it they didn't do it terribly I right guess. right totally and then like uh kurt steps in and dances with blaine yeah, he, he tries they, they they dance together it looks yeah. like they like i'm like oh good for kurt for like taking charge of his his night his big night out right or whatever and um then blaine is drunk even though he only had one beer he wants yeah. he wants to do it yeah, this scene sucked. This um, did suck, and Kurt was right. Like, yeah, Kurt's totally right. Um, it's a, it's all no thanks. There's bad consent lines happening. Bad. Blaine's being just an asshole about it, and I was like, if there's not an apology later, I'm gonna throw hands. Oh yeah. So. And he was like, sorry, I just want to be spontaneous and fun. And so then he walks home, and it's like, what? No. Yeah. No. no none that's... of this. No. All of this. All of this is a no. Um, big, big frown faces all around. And now I'm like, and now it's opening night. So like, is Blaine? Hum- yeah. Why was why was there no dress rehearsal? The timeline for this is all dumb. over the place. Um, but yep, I guess it's it's the musical happening. Yeah, my notice. I guess the musical's happening right now. Yeah. Okay. And they got they got their shit together really fast. Yeah, they got it together really fast, and both Leah and Darren, Rachel and uh, Blaine. Or like, yeah. hey, I'm sorry I failed you. I'm still a virgin. And the other one was like, me too. And they're like, what do we do now? I guess we cancel the show because the audience is going to tell. Dramatic, but okay. That's, Fair. 
that I've never heard that kind of theatery kid line before. That's kind of I guess we, I don't know where the line was, but like that's past it. You just worked in more professional circles, I guess, in high school. Yes, and someone who thinks we should cancel the show because we didn't actually fuck in time. Right. Um, and now all of a sudden, like Artie spun the wheel again, and, and now, now he's crippled he's... with self doubt. Exactly. Yeah. Now he's just full imposter syndrome. And Emma is here only to tell him that he's not full of shit. And, and it turned out, like, everyone in Glee was in this musical. I was like, whoa, I didn't know Quinn and Puck were all here. Same, same. And Puck Tina. And Tina. I mean, like, there had never been any establishment that Quinn was there or Puck, um, plus a bunch of also other extras. Um, yeah. When Artie is giving his speech about, like, feeling like a man or whatever. Yeah. And directing so it makes you feel like a man. There, there's like a variety of stage crew behind the Glee kids, and every single one of them is no thoughts, head empty. Oh, it's just absolutely! All extras who were like, just stand here, don't even worry about doing any acting, and they did not. It's just like they were robots. There is a f- like <laughs> robots. There is a there's a fully a Frankenstein stage manager yes. extra between like maybe it's Quinn and Santana or Santana and Tina that's just standing there nodding, just like, yep, yep, yep. yeah, man. No thoughts, head empty. Right. Meanwhile, like Artie, I mean, like Artie's speech is great, but it yeah. is not earned in this situation because we had an entire opening beat of him being like, "When you're the director, you get to pull all this shit," and it this came out of fucking nowhere for me. Um, even though, like, I'm sure, yeah, maybe like as a dude in a wheelchair, maybe he does feel coddled, and but the way he, uh, yeah. the way he, you all trusted me, it's the greatest gift you could give me because it made me feel like a grown man. Cool. This was where I realized Rachel has bangs, and but not in the yep. West Side Story kind of ways. Um, cut to Finn in the shower, just like for a split second. Yeah, a, a quick shot of Finn in the shower with a shirt on, doing a wall punch. So they, right. So all we know is that can't be good. No, nope. no, no time to dwell on it though. That scene is literally ten seconds long. Literally, if if at most. Then we get like Will's only involvement of the episode here, which is just yes. to like talk to Emma in the middle of the show. To yes. say, like, wow, this is the best musical we've ever done. It's like, it's the only musical we've it's ever done. It's the only one you've ever successfully done. So, yes, the bar was low, but you have done that. We now we are now only setting the bar tonight. Um, the show, the set ended up great. Good for the ghost crew. Yeah, great set. What, where? How did it happen? No one we'll knows. We'll never know. Um, okay, so apparently they made the, quote, artistic choice to lead the Jets into America. Which, yeah. like, okay, well, first of all, we need to talk about the fact that the only line that our new, our newest character, Rory, has is as one of the sharks. Yeah. Which is such a confusing casting because why did they do that? I think, well, they did it so they could make a joke about him. The diction. Having bad diction because he's trying he's to Irish. do a terrible Puerto Rican accent with his Irish accent. Right. But no one in their right mind. Also, Rory just got to school like a week ago. How did he end up in the musical? They were like, we need to pad out the cast. Right. All you had to do was say one line. Exactly. And not to mention, like, if you were to truly, like, make that kind of artistic decision, like, you do see that the Jets come in towards the end of the song. Yeah. Like, if they were to make that artistic decision, the licensing company would be suing their ass at the drop well, of a hat. Well, probably not. No, we've already established that they did not acquire the licensing thing for this show. You're right. Because you're right. Will Schuster doesn't know that that's something you have to do. You're right. I almost forgot. Um, so, it's... So but it's in, in a world where this is fine. Right. What are your thoughts on the artistic choice to bring the Jets in as part of America? 
I mean, I wouldn't do it, but uh, like, and okay, I took a lot of notes on this one, and it's not even Let's all of my em. thoughts because, Let's like, I, I, I got distracted so many fucking times. Um, so for my first question is, where did all the extra cast members come from? Uh, maybe they're yep. ghosts as well. Um, wh- okay, like, and like, okay, so my my sort of overarching thing was I see why they did this why glee did this number in this context um and like because uh taking it out of context that kind of thing works yeah whereas like when you're doing it in the context it's like in in the actual context of the show it's just the the shark girls and like the dudes are really only like a function in the movies um but this works for like what they were doing as like a way to introduce midwestern kids to musical theater yes in a way that shows everybody is included because you have people of all different colors body types um like all different kinds of looks as sharks and jets yes which i mean like what doesn't fly in the real world but whatever um justice for tina because tina got to say the best line in the song which is i know you do Yes, she did get that. We got our we got our little reparation for for Tina. Um, yeah, they did this. They did America probably for two reasons. One, so they could give Naya Rivera and Santana this number, and thousand she, percent, and she kills it. Like mm-hmm. I love this number. This number is fire. Watching Santana do that is a ten out of ten. Yes, and they also needed to. They brought in the Mad Dad, so they needed to show Mike participating in the musical. Right. But they'd already done cool a couple episodes ago, so we can't do cool again here. Yes. So they were like, well, we need to get Mike Chang on stage for some reason during our abridged West Side Story, so I guess we'll p- put the Jets in this number. Right. Right. Because I forgot to about see that. Him have, we needed to see him have a moment with his mom in the audience. like And the empty chair next to her, yeah. Yes, yeah. So that's why it happened, but mostly it happened... So Santana could sing this number, and right. she killed it. Do love seeing uh, Ma- Mama Chang there. Yes. Um, and, but yeah, overall, great number. Um, yeah. It is funny. The artistic choice to have the Jets does mean that lines that were, like, sarcasm or, like, poking fun at themselves now just become, like, straight-up racism in your yes. face, basically. Yes. Like, oh, that is an artistic choice. But, it's just to say the quiet part loud, I guess. But it does kind of work because that's what West it Side does. Story is. It does. Zach like, was like, after we watched it, Zach was like, that was kind of an interesting artistic right? choice. It, did, it like, didn't yeah, not it really work. it really was. It, it, it did, yeah, it did not, it didn't not work is the correct way to say it. Um, And I kept on getting sidetracked because people were like looking out into the audience and like looking through them, like waving at their moms and stuff. And I'm I like, know. don't fucking do that. We cut to like Rachel and Blaine on the in the wings. I'm like, why? Right. I don't need to know that they're there. Show me Santana again. Show yeah, me the dancing. Yeah. Even Puck with his weird combed down, very wet looking mo- mohawk. Okay. Like doing his job. I'm like, yeah, great. Sure. And I'm just looking back through my notes and autocorrect changed problematic to the French version. So oh. I have a sense here that says even if they're doing the problematic colorblind casting for insert <laughs> ethnicity here. Um, <laughs> it's even funnier in French. Right? Oh, <laughs> um, problematic. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> and um, we also have to get like, how are we as virgins supposed to follow that? And then like Rachel Berry like, has a come to Jesus moment where she's like, I guess we got to be good at acting. 
<laughs> yeah, I guess we just we do the acting thing. Again, I guess we just act like we've done this. Right? The idea, like, you watch Amer- you watch the scene of America from West Side Story, and your only thought is, how are we, how is we as virgins, like, that's the funniest fucking thing I've ever heard. Right? How are we, you could say that about anything. Like, <laughs> they, how they, are we as virgins supposed to follow- How am I follow- supposed to do anything now? Yeah. I'm a virgin. How am I supposed to follow up this reports meeting? How am I a virgin supposed to- supposed to run this meeting better how am how am i a virgin supposed to file my taxes now it's a, it's a catch-all excuse for everything i'm it so sorry is. i i no, can't i'm a virgin well, all, <laughs> and now all i'm thinking about now is like this reminds me of that time when we talked about McCavity on podcasts and we were like every human law he's broken every human law he has so many parking tickets <laughs> tax fraud McCavity is not a virgin oh absolutely not um <laughs> Monkey strapped to McCavity. How am I a virgin supposed to follow that? <laughs> With my wife. Oh. Um <laughs> Niche, but you know, that's for us. That's, um, <laughs> yeah, that was the niche's joke you if you if that's what you're here for. Some really welcome. sweet glee cats crossover jokes about a throwaway line in a season three episode of Glee. <laughs> I'm so happy we did this. Um, oh god. Um, so we cut to after the show, and Blaine is like practicing some dance moves because he messed in a dance in his sucker pants. In his yes. sucker pants, very on brand. I will say, that, like the costuming for Blaine, as it is for Kurt, is just very on, like just very consistent. Yes. yes. Um, Kurt is like, shouldn't you be celebrating? And Blaine's right. like, no, I just want to do better. And so they have this little moment. They have this apology. Yeah, it took a little... I was, like, on the edge of my seat being like, Lord, are the words I'm sorry actually going to come out of his mouth? Because Blaine fully needed to apologize. And I don't even know if he really did a great job of apologizing, because he did really some fucked up consent times, like, the night before. Mm -hmm. Um, But he is like, I'm not here to care about Sebastian. Like, I care about you. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever, I'm sorry. He does right. say the words, I'm sorry, so we got sure. there. We got there. We got there eventually. Um, yeah, and, like, and Kurt apologizes, too, for whatever. Um, what? For what? But okay. For what? But fine. Um, and so instead of going to the after party at Breadsticks, they go to Blaine's house. Fine. Because they can't go to Kurt's house because we got other people fucking there. Right, that one's already occupied. <laughs> right. Um, um, there's a sock on the front door. Um, we don't get to go to Breadsticks to see the after party, unfortunately. I would have loved to have seen that, though. Like, I would have rather watched that than what comes next. Yo, but... man, now I'm imagining, like, okay, like, okay, first of all, two things. Okay, it would have been awesome because, like, you got, like, maybe, like, Santana and Brittany and Mike yep. and Tino, like, being awesome. But at the same time, you know, like, we all would have vomited from the overabundance of theater kid energy it would have been theater kids in a den of that post-show denny's theater kid energy and it would have been disgusting like let's do america right here truly on the tables let's push the tables together and sing no not (laughs) Not tonight tonight, not ever um and so instead we have to cut to i guess the um hummel hudson household household yes um, triple h right 
where Rachel is entering, giving full little red, but in pink. Um, yes, she's got a capelet on, so you know things are serious. You know things are serious. Um, and we learned that the Ohio State recruiter guy wanted Shane. Yeah, didn't want not Finn, Finn to be the football boy. And he says, like, just because your football career ends in high school doesn't mean your life does, which he's right. He's um, correct. And it's just like, just run the tire shop, Finn. Yeah, there, and, like, also there's other schools... There's a lot of options yeah. for you still. You're still... I. Who knows when the musical has happened, how late in the school year it is. Well, like, I understand. The the, the tension is real, like, the yes. trying to figure out where you're going to go. But mostly, I guess, as a nearly 30-year-old woman, I'm just tired of it. As an, right. I just don't care about the plot of trying to figure out what you're going to do with your life as a high school. <laughs> right. I'm tired of that now. Sorry. Sorry, Finn. Sure. I don't care about I mean, your drama. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. And, like, there is validity to, like... I've reached my ceiling. I'm not good enough for QB. I'm not right. like for a quarterback scholarship. I'm not a good enough singer for a Niata. It's all over for me. I'm going to be stuck here. Which yeah, is like, okay, I get that. Um, yeah. But also, if you don't want to be stuck here, just like open a open a branch of the tire shop in another yeah. state or something. Um, You've got options, and like or like, there's still other schools. Like clearly, yeah. the application deadlines are not done. Yeah. So you can apply elsewhere. You don't have to go to an expensive school. And this is also where I thought this scene was also like as like as over it as we are about this thing. I thought this was mm-hmm. also done incredibly well. Yeah. I thought this was also the right level of like grounded teen yeah, serial no, comedy. Um, it was well done. It was, was well done. Out. And like a really like an uh, one credit where credits due for Rachel. Yes. Um, your dreams are not dead. You've just outgrown them. You have to find new dreams. Okay. Yes great especially because you're 17 going on 30 like your life does not in fact end at graduation day from high school yeah um you've got you've got some time yeah and rachel does apologize for like for her being yeah and does want to give her him her virginity because it's 2011 we talked about virginity like a prize yeah Um, she says you are special because i'm about to give you the most special thing and i'm like ah gross Um, (laughs) right (laughs) it's it's oh man and this is only appropriate because the spring awakening document uh, documentary just came out so i'm just imagining like her spreading her legs and it's just like like a shining light but it's a desk light yeah she puts the desk lamp there so he can see everything um exactly this is when we really hit peak theater kid energy to me which is Losing your virginity after opening night of the high school musical. Oh, 1,000%. The only thing that would be more theater kid energy is losing it at the closing night party. Yeah, losing it in someone else's house at the cast party. Where, like, you've been drinking warm Sprite all night and then going into someone's basement and doing it there. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Put um, it on your theater kid bingo card. Losing your virginity after opening night. Mm-hmm. Disgusting. Yes, we definitely have a theater kid bingo in this yes. uh, episode. We just haven't kept track of it. Um, and we do. A, we have our final like intercut scene. Of yes, yeah, yeah, the one hand, one heart thing over uh, imp- implied implied sex between Finn and Rachel, and and also and um, Kurt, Kurt and Blaine. Blaine. So, which teen boys having sex on Fox in twenty eleven. Big. Honestly, great. Good for them. The fact yeah. that they did that. Yes, some points. There you go. An- 
another thing yeah like another thing that i thought like ryan murphy did really well with this and maybe yeah. it's not ryan murphy because someone else wrote the someone episode wrote so it. congratulations to this man um and of course we end on just a spring awakening leg motif one more yep. time yeah because we really can't avoid spring spring awakening has been following me around all week so yes um i feel like we had a spring awakening hat trick in this one because i had that note three times oh good that's um, what everyone wants Hey, have right. you seen the TikTok going around about how those two songs, the Spring Awake, uh, On My oh Own, my God. and All All I Know Now are the same, that they are the same song, and I, it's been breaking my brain. Yeah, I, I'm so happy that this happened. This feels like the information the world needed um, these Absolutely. days. Absolutely. Like, I feel like that repaired our timeline just a wee bit. Yeah. But yeah, and so uh, in conclusion, uh, everybody fucks and good for them. Yeah, they do. This is the episode where everyone bones down, and we have to live with that. Yeah, um, and I actually, I kind of like this episode. Yeah, see? Episodes are better without Sue. Every single time we have straight up liked an episode, it's been a Sue-less episode, and I, I... Yeah. And it's weird, because Sue is always the best parts of her episodes, but it seems like they, they do better when they don't have her out thereness to manage. Right. And same right. with Will. When we're not focusing on fucking adults, our show is <sighs> this this show about high school is better. When we're talking yeah. about kids doing kids things, like going to gay bars yes. and boning down. Exactly. Cool. Well, you know, an interesting episode musically. Um, yeah. Once again, another episode that has one song that's clearly for the iTunes charts and then a bunch of plot songs. Um, mm-hmm. Because... We have mostly songs from West Side Story and then also Uptown Girl. But. <laughs> right, yeah, that's the one non West Side Story yeah, song here. They were like, we need to do something else that's not West Side Story. But anyway, you have to choose between Tonight, Uptown Girl, A Boy Like That, I Have a Love, America, and One Hand, One Heart to throw onto your iTunes collection. What are you going with today? I might do Boy Like That. Yeah, it was good. It was, and it's like, I could go with America because that's always a fun song, like... Yeah. Not that it's hard to do that one wrong, but, like, I've only ever seen it done right because it's, like, Ariana DeBose, Karen yeah. Olivo, yeah. Yep. Uh, Naya Rivera. Like, that would have been great, but no, Boy Like That was just it. Yeah. I wonder if how much of these they actually put out as singles, because I don't know. Um, I think I will... Part of me wants to do, like, a cheating two-part, because, like, I love watching America because it is visually also stunning, and I yes. think I would go with America, but, like, mm. there's an argument for me getting Uptown Girl. I don't hate Billy Joel as much as you, and I really like the song Uptown Girl, but I don't need it. Sure. I As much as I like, I, I more need America. Um, they Okay, they did release a boy like that. Yes. And they released Tonight and america yes. they did not release one hand one heart and the other one that rachel sings it looks like so oh um i have a love yeah yeah so interesting okay. but you a boy like that is really good santana songs only basically pretty much yeah that's the theme here <sighs> cool i guess we'll plug the show now right yeah i suppose um Oh, I had a thought about that earlier and it's gone now I should start taking notes for my own <laughs> myself I need to write everything down um, you can contact the show at Glee Aggressive on Twitter and Instagram you can email us in long form 
at gleeaggressive at gmail.com. Uh, if you are, for example, a football recruiter and want to put us in our place about everything we said about the act of football recruiting. Yes. Or what I is the, what is, oh, also what is the sexiest Billy Joel song? But yes. Ian. Well, that one too. Yes. I was going to say, write in and tell us, um, which like musical theater, like piece of like which musical theater piece you would want to see Glee cover. Yes. I would in like to their own that. context. Uh, or you can email us. Or you know how to email us. You can probably put this in Twitter. What's the most uh, theater kid energy moment you've ever had? Yeah, yeah. We want to hear did that. Did you lose Leave your virginity in, in closing night at the cast party? I'm sure did some you? of you Don't did. Don't lie to us. We'll know. We'll know. <laughs> we'll know. We're very good. Was there um, Fanta involved? <laughs> Where can people find you on social media, Karina? You can find me on Twitter and TikTok under the same handle under both things, which is at Epic Adventure of. And you can find me at Ibroski on Twitter and Instagram, Ibrods on TikTok, ianjbrodsky.com. Yeah, someone make us the theater a uh, theater kid bingo card. Yes, that's the other thing. Maybe yes, we'll make one. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. But thank you as always for joining us to enjoy this episode of Glee. Uh, you can join us next time. Uh, when we will be watching season three, episode six, entitled Mash Off. Um, the first thing note on this Wikipedia page for it says, not to be confused with season one, episode Mash Up. This is not a Mash Up. Fair, fine. This is a Mash fine. Off. <laughs> okay. So get ready to Mash Off, Ian. Yeah. Um, which does mean I have to ask, did this episode of Glee make you want to watch the next episode of Glee? Here's the thing. Yes. One, yes, it does, because I thought this was a pretty good episode. Yeah. Two, I know what is in this next episode. Mm, okay. And I cannot wait for it. All right. Exciting. Exciting.